This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the How to Become a Pro Wrestler podcast, where we give you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. My name's John, and I'm sitting here, as always, with Aaron. Aaron, how are you, man? I am doing great, John. I'm excited to sit down and talk with you uh, with another podcast, and I'm excited to hear what we're talking about today. What you got on the agenda, man? Absolutely. Well, we've got something super cool today, something I'm very passionate about, something I know you enjoy as well, and most wrestling fans do. Today, we're going to talk about how to structure a pro wrestling promo. Oh, yeah. So, right off the bat, I want you guys to go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in how to become a pro wrestler. Please join our private Facebook group. Give us your email, answer a few questions. We'll let you in there, and you'll be able to stay up to date on every single project, every single podcast, everything that we do in the future. But right now, let's get right into it. So, we're going to talk about Arguably, what could be more important nowadays than the actual in-ring product, especially if you are a television wrestler? So if you're a wrestler on TV, your ability to communicate verbally in your promos, in your talking segments to the crowd, is just as, if not more important than your wrestling ability. You need to be very confident as a wrestler. That goes back to an episode we did earlier where I talked about the the things, the key things that you need to be a pro wrestler to be successful. You need to have a grasp on all of them. But nowadays, especially in today's environment, being able to cut a great promo is something that can get you booked even before your wrestling skill. So I've I've told people, I've told young guys this before. They say, tell me, well, how do I how do I interview for other companies? How do I get bookers to to watch my stuff? Do I send them a match and whatnot? And here's the thing. First problem that a lot of people do is if they're trying to get hired somewhere, they send them their very favorite, like, oh man, this is my best match. I gotta send this to this guy because he's gonna hire me immediately. And it's 25, 30 minutes long. I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry, and your match is probably awesome and I would love to watch it, but most promoters and bookers may not have the time to sit there and watch a 30 minute match of yours. So on one hand, I would say, find your very best 10 minute match and send it to them. But here's an even better recommendation. Find your best two-minute promo and send them that because every booker that I have ever worked for will sit there and watch your two-minute promo, but not every booker will watch your 20-minute match. So please keep that in mind. Do not ever think that promos are not important because they are highly, highly valuable. So let's talk about the way to structure a pro wrestling promo. Right off the bat, I want you to clearly define your story, stay on topic. So avoid digressing into ramblings that aren't relevant to the topic at hand. I see it all the time. I see guys start on one subject or talking about one person and then they just devolve into a whole different subject before coming back around. And what it ultimately does is it makes the whole production just way too long and much less impact because they didn't just get to the point. It's probably confusing too. You have to have that controlling idea on what you're talking about. I want you to always, when, when you're wrestling and when you're cutting promos, you should always kind of assume that a large portion of your audience doesn't know you. So Get to the point, guys. Stay on topic. Don't confuse anyone because if you can't just say, oh, well, that wasn't my best outing because you may have just lost a few fans that you could have gained that night by not doing your best. So trust me, define your story and stay on topic. Don't ramble. Stay relevant the whole time. So 
an important part of your promos, an important part of defining your story, is to state your motivation. So a motivation can be very simple. I have to win this championship, right? Not only to prove I'm the best, but to earn the most money for my family. Like, you can take it a little bit further. Maybe the man with the heavyweight championships earning the biggest paycheck, and he's got to provide for his family. There's a motivation, a simple one, kind of an old school one back in the day, but it is one. Yep. Um, there's also the motivation of, say, say maybe every time I've had a match with this person, so-and-so. Every time I've faced you in the ring, our matches have been incredible. Fans all over the world have said how amazing our performance together is. And they always know they're going to get their money, money's worth. But here's the problem. We've wrestled twice, and you beat me both times. And I don't care how good the matches were. I need to win. Like, there's you a motivator as well. I need to beat you. I must win for my own pride, for the championship, for whatever reason, for whatever your motivator is. Maybe simply you just need to win. So state your motivation. That could be a number of things. I just gave you a couple of examples. But find a motivator, stick with it, and believe in it. So... Mention the time and place, especially if you are trying to put some promotion out there for a particular company that you're going to work for. Slip these details in seamlessly. So when you're cutting your promo, have them in mind, memorize them so you get them right, and don't be so, so blunt that you just throw them out there as a side note. Mix them into your promo. Mix them right in. You know, this Saturday night at 8 p.m. at the Civic Center is your time of reckoning. You know, just mix it in like that. Be sure you know the location, the time of the event, the match you're having, et cetera, et cetera. You want to mix those details in as seamlessly as possible because you want people to come watch you and you want to show the promoter that you are willing to promote his product. And he, that I would be more likely to book someone that is going to spend time to get my promotion out there and attract more fans. Yeah. So very important part of your promo here. This is when I'm structuring a promo for myself, this is usually the most important part know how to end it so the most important part of your promo like i said is the ending because that's usually what people are going to remember the most there's nothing worse than when you go rambling on and on and on without an end and when you're finished fans just are like is he done like i can't tell is he going to put the mic back to his mouth he just kind of finished in the middle of a sentence and now he's looking around should we clap should we boo what do we do now so when i do my promos i work backwards i I have my motivator in mind, right? I've always got my motivator in mind. I've already got my time and location, all those details, my opponent, maybe a special fact about my opponent, all these things in mind. And then I think about how am I going to end this promo? Where am I going to stop? Now, you may have an awesome catchphrase. I mean, that's great. You know, if you smell what the rock's cooking, it's a great way. They, you know the promo's over when he gets to that. Yep. You know, that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said Absolutely. so. You know, those are great not everybody has a great catchphrase, and trust me, you're gonna have to try some. You're gonna have to do some trial and error, because you may throw some stinkers out there that don't stick. And I, again, you don't have to have a catchphrase, but you need to know where to end it. Decide on your destination, and then map out the road of your promo that can take you to that destination. This will help you in the future as well, because you may have a single destination. You may be fighting an opponent multiple times, maybe even for a couple different companies. So if you have that destination in mind and you have multiple routes to get there based on whatever you want to say about them, then maybe you cut a promo the next week for a different company but the same opponent, you can use the same promo. Just take a little bit of a different road to get to the same place. So this can help you in the future. It helped me a lot whenever I was going to face somebody multiple times in a row. That way you can just you can just tweak it just a little bit and still get to the same place. And it'll sound like you know what you're talking about, which is very, very important. So 
Just remember, I want your last two to three lines not necessarily to be a catchphrase, unless you have a great one, but I want them to wrap up and summarize the journey that you just took them on. One more time, guys, let's pause real quick. I want to let you know to go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in how to become a pro wrestler and join our private Facebook group where you can have unprecedented access to myself, to Aaron, and all of your peers in how to become a pro wrestler. All right, next up on how to structure your promo. Be true to your character. So I've said it before on here, and I'll say it again. If you don't believe in yourself, in your character, why should the fans? And it's going to come across that way. You can tell. If you have a clear idea of yourself, you will always have a base to build upon. You can take that mold, that what you see of yourself, and you can relate it to whatever situation your character has now been dropped in. If you don't understand or believe in your character, why would anyone else? And trust me, you're going to make mistakes. I've made terrible mistakes. I'm going to talk about one real quick. I used to, so I, I, at one point in time, I decided I wanted to call myself the crosshound, and I was going to bark in my promos, okay? <laughs> so I was a big fan of, of um, the Steiner brothers, and Rick Steiner was the dog-faced gremlin, and he barked like crazy, and the fans <laughs> barked like that. crazy, and it was awesome. I loved it. And I thought, well, you know, I can make a version of myself kind of based on that. And it could have worked. I think it probably could have worked, but I didn't believe in it. I felt like a fool every time I was barking. I didn't have the, the, the mental fortitude to get over those first few awkward months of where the fans are like, is he barking? Before, you know, if you get popular enough, the fans yeah. join in with you and it becomes a really cool thing. I didn't have the power to get through that. I couldn't make myself do it. I was embarrassed every time I did it. And I think it came across to the fans like, uh, he doesn't even look like he wants to bark, and he's out there barking. Who's making him bark? Yeah. You know? So you're going to make mistakes, but that's part of it, man. You've got to do trial and error. You've got to try some things. You never know what's going to stick. It may work for you. So be true to your character. Like I said, not everyone is Hulk Hogan. Not everyone is Demolition. Not everyone is the Ultimate Warrior. Those are larger-than-life characters. They're super loud. They're super colorful. You're not always going to be like that. I know some guys that are like that, and it works very well for them. I know also some guys that act that way, and it's obviously just an act. They, you don't feel at all like they believe in themselves. And it really comes across. I want you to think about some more subtle guys out there. You've got guys like Sting. And, you know, he painted his face, and I'm talking about the, the, the 90s WCW Sting. The Crow Sting, I guess you would call it, the black and white face paint. Very, actually, he didn't speak for the longest oh, yeah. time. He did not speak. He just appeared on camera, and it was super effective. And then you've got Jake the Snake Roberts, who talked so low with that gravelly voice, and you listened to every single word that he said. He wasn't loud. He wasn't obnoxious. He wasn't larger than life, but he was just as relatable as any of those other characters, and you believed in every single thing he said. So you're going to have to try different things, and you're going to have to find the one that works for you. So be true to your character. If your character is a rebel who doesn't play by the rules, it wouldn't make any sense for him to apologize to an authority figure or, or agree to tow a company line. I mean, if you're trying to be... Or just imagine that if in, you know, in the mid-90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin, if Vince McMahon said, Stone Cold, you need to wear a, a suit and tie every day to work uh, in the middle of the ring, and he's just like, oh, yes, sir, absolutely, will do. And, and he just did it, and, and nothing ever else came of it. It doesn't fit his character at all. It's not something that he would do, apologize. He's more of the kind of like, you know, up yours, middle finger, and all that stuff. That's where, that's where it would go for him. So you got to find out what works for you. Just remember, if your character is acting this way, don't do something that contradicts the way that that character works. So 
If your character is an evil villain, smiling for photos and kissing babies is probably not the right way to go about earning interest from fans. You don't want so as a heel, don't be afraid of heat. And heat is where it's the the negative emotion that fans have towards you as a bad guy. They believe you're a bad guy, not that you're just playing a bad guy. Right. So don't be afraid of the heat. Something that I used to do when I was a bad guy, if a kid walked up to me and asked for an autograph, I would immediately say something like, oh, you know, that's five bucks, kid. Even though everybody else in the room with me is free. I'd say, that's five bucks for you, kid. And, you, you know, you see that little defeated look on his face for a little bit. And I know that sounds mean, but it's all part of the character. And then you stop and you just nonchalantly sign his paper for him. So you don't actually sign your name. Maybe you, you put a big X on his paper and go, there, that's what you get for free. So he did get something, but it was kind of a weird experience for him. He kind of thinks you're, you're an a-hole now. You know, but it's part of being the bad guy. Uh, you, you, if you're going to be a bad guy, you need to commit to it. Trust me. Because at the end of the day, it's your job to make the good guys look better. So my job as a bad guy, a lot of times, if I'm a really, really, really good bad guy, if I'm very successful as a bad guy, they would put me with a terrible good guy who wasn't having any success getting himself cheered or over, as we would call it, because I can make everyone hate me, and just because they hate me, they decide to like the other guy. Yeah. So be effective as a heel, and you can help the entire show. So some other, some other things that I used to say to kids, I, I, you know, I, I, would, I would casually sign their thing and then I'd tell them, like, oh, I better not see that on eBay. You, know, you just make some comments. Come up with some stuff that works for you, something that makes it more of an experience for them other than like, well, he's a bad guy in the ring, but when I come up to him outside the ring, he's, he's super smiley and pat me on the head and signs his autograph. They're going to be way less interested in booing you, which is your job to get booed as a bad guy. Moving right along. Always keep your opponent strong. So know your opponent. Do some research. Ask around. Learn things about them that you can use to their advantage. Let's say your opponent has a popular finishing move. Let's say the fans are aware of that. Maybe this guy is is very popular in his area. He has a great finishing move that fans all love. So when you cut a promo, you talk about, I know how great you are. I know your finishing move is so awesome, but I've been training for months just to avoid that one move. You'll never hit it on me, and I'm going to defeat you because you'll never hit me with that move. You know, Maybe that's your motivator. Maybe your motivator is the fact that you've been singularly training for this one opponent. Yeah. There you go. You're going to avoid his finishing move at all costs. You know the move is deadly. The fans already knew that, and now they're like, wow, he knows it too. But he's saying that he can avoid it. Now they're interested. Now they're going to tune in to see if you can back up your talk. Yeah. So keep championships important. Never talk down about a championship. Let the fans know that it is the ultimate prize. It's the, it's the sign that you're the best. It's the thing that everyone works for. It's, it's what earns you the most money. The fans want to be you. So when they see that championship, they want that championship. So never talk down about the championship or talk down about a, a champion cheapening a belt or whatnot. Keep the championships important the whole time. So again, keep your opponent strong because if you verbally reduce your opponent to nothing, then you are either going to defeat nothing or you're going to lose to nothing, which makes you what? Less than nothing. So remember that. You want to be, if you're going to beat an opponent, you want him to be the baddest man around. I beat the baddest man around. If you're going to lose to an opponent, well, I lost, but he's the baddest man I've ever been in the ring with. That's, that's what you want. You want to be that 
Super, super important, guys. I want you to keep your opponents strong. So those are some of my absolute favorite things surrounding promos, my favorite ways to structure a promo. Remember those things, guys. Go back and listen and take notes. I want you to also go to Facebook, please, once again. Search us out, How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and join our private group, and we can talk about things like promos and all those stuff. Man, John, that is some great information. Uh, I know the people listening are going to be able to take all of that stuff that you put out there and be able to use it immediately. Uh, so, you know, you have um, clearly define your story, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you're true to your character, mm-hmm. and then keep your opponent strong. And I've been, you know, a wrestling fan, you know, since the 80s. Sure. And watched a ton, and man, when you really watch and you break that down and kind of think about what you just told everybody, sure. you can see that in the great promos that, that happen. Um, they're very good at telling the story mm-hmm. about the problems that, that are coming up and kind of the uh, kind of foreshadowing that climactic scene, what's going to happen on Absolutely. the event. They're really good at being able to put what day and what time and things like that. They always kind of sneak that in, like you mentioned. Um, and not once did I ever hear anyone in there bash their opponent's skills Right. how tough they were. They may make fun of their boots, or Rock was great at that, you know, sure, make, sure, sure, sure. You know making fun of them, but they never... Yes. Not their how, skills, though, their yeah, skills, and how, no. how dangerous they were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man, and like you said at the beginning, nowadays, if you cannot cut a good promo mm-hmm. and be good on the mic, you're not going to make it. Right. Uh, I think the only ones that possibly could make it are the big giants like Lesnar, or sure. like you had uh, Andre back in the day, and right, they right. weren't good speakers, and they had some, you know, they had their guy with. They them. had a mouthpiece with them to yeah, take care of the promo. But they form, were sure. larger than life Absolutely. giants that could right. afford to be able to do that. But and, all the other yeah. guys had to be able to talk, especially the smaller guys. I think the smaller guys For have sure. to be able to do this. For sure, yeah, so. absolutely. But we talked before we started recording a little bit about some of the guys across the ages. But that's an interesting thing to go look back at, guys. I mean, think about, think about Hulk Hogan. Think about Macho Man. Think about Ric Flair. Think about The Rock. So now we're, we're traversing decades with those characters right there. Think about. Um, think about CM Punk. Think about Daniel Bryan. Now we're yeah. all the way into the 2000s. And all these people have different methods, different styles, being true to their character of promo work, but they kind of have all those same key core elements to where they're using that to bulk their opponent up. They're staying true. They're keeping their opponent strong. They're never doing anything that contradicts their character. And they're also bringing you in, whether it be you know the, the, the Hulkamaniacs or... You know, The Rock would always say the people, and then CM Punk would just speak to you like he was. People always talk about the CM Punk pipe bomb. That's one of the most famous promos of of my generation. Is is CM Punk's quote unquote pipe bomb promo? And the reason it was so great is because he spoke directly with a language that related to the current fan, the current fan that is on the internet all the time, that knows a lot of the in and outs of pro wrestling, the the smart fan as as we would call them. And he spoke just like them. He would say, you know, the reason that I'm not getting a main event match at the pay-per-view is because um, Triple H is not only a wrestler, he's the booker backstage, you know? <laughs> right. So he, yeah. he's, he's unveiling the curtain, right? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of pulling back the curtain. He's made an adjustment for the modern times when, when the kind of in and outs of pro wrestling are available online. So he's mm-hmm. kind of made them available verbally, and it was the first time ever. And it yeah. was kind of shocking because we all know, right? We all know the in and outs, or we've heard the rumors of some of the in and outs of pro wrestling and whatnot. But then he says them out loud, and it sucks you in like crazy. Yeah. So it's just knowing your audience is super important. Knowing when to is something we should add in real quick because, we again, we talked about this before we even started recording. Guys, when you're cutting promos, if you're the good guy and you're cutting promos, 
and the fans are loving what you're saying. Don't step on them, meaning don't talk over them. If the fans are wanting to be heard and scream and applaud and cheer and love you for what you just said, lay out for a second. Give them a good look. The Rock was one of the greatest at doing that. Let them speak. Same thing. If you're the bad guy and you say something and it pisses everybody off and they are booing and hissing and screaming at you, stop trying to talk over them. Put an ugly mug on your face like you're upset. Why are you booing me? This is ridiculous. You're mad. You can't believe that they're booing you now. But let them get verbal and let them verbalize it to you because these, just like I said about keeping the championship strong, these fans want to be you. They want to be you in that ring. So if you give them the chance to interact and voice something, it means the world to them and it draws them into yeah. the story more. Sucks them into the story. Sure. And that's what I love as a fan. I love just being sucked in, just like watching a movie or anything, just being sucked in and Absolutely. forgetting where I am and just totally invested in whoever I'm going for and whatever that match is. Um, you know, I mean, stories have been told, you know, since the beginning of time. Right. And they all follow a structure, and we spoke a little bit about just how that follows. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you hit the top three yeah. things that they really need to do. They need that story has to be clear and sure. defined, and it has to stay on track because people's attention spans are short. Absolutely. It has to be true to the character. Mm -hmm. It has to have the problems in there so it'll build the heat or it's going to build the drama right. so people actually watch. And then you have to make, a, a, just building that drama and keep there, you have to keep the opponent strong. Great information, John. I know our people are going to get a lot of uh, good use out of this. Heck yeah, man. Well, that was a great subject, great topic. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you tune in next time. Again, please join that Facebook group and you'll be up to date on all the podcasts, all the great information that we've already done and that we have coming for you in the future. So once again, Thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we take you from the living room to the main event. Aaron, hit him with our last line. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it. <laughs>